Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. This is the third and final phase, final episode of our three-part series on how to fix your writing life. Leading up to this, we talked about getting words on the page. We talked about facing your flaws. And today we're going to talk about throwing out the rule book. If it's just not working, throw the rule book out, figure out what works for you and do that. Yeah. I I see it all the time with people saying, you know, that they just, I, I can't stick to a schedule because of their job, because of stuff at home because of family issues or whatever. It's great advice to tell a writer, make a habit being in the chair, just get in the chair Mm -hmm. and dedicate yourself to it. And it's great if that works for you. That sounds like torture to me, honestly. (laughs) And it's taken me a little bit to realize like, why do I hate doing that? Oh, that's awful. Writing is such a low dopamine reward activity that to me, it sucks to get there. And it's like, great. I did 800 words. Mm -hmm. All right. 400 more to go. It just doesn't feel like I've accomplished much. You know, I'm not good at, at the eat the elephant one bite at a time Mm -hmm. kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. I'm more like, now we're just going to eat all at once. Let's just do it once. That's it. So recognizing that in yourself forced you, like we talked about in the previous episode to throw out the rule book and try something different that very few writers do. And that is like the long sprints yeah. of writing. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of the day-to-day kind of thing was not working mm-hmm. and it made me miserable and I felt worse for it. And so it's like, why did I spend so much time trying to be what I thought everybody else, what a writer is supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I lost love for it. I really did. I just kind of dreaded it and hated it and didn't like being in it. It was funny. I texted Ben Friday night when I was about, you know, 5,000 words into my, my writing sprint this weekend. And I was like, I think I fell back in love with being a writer. This is Mm. the best job ever. I haven't felt that way in years, man. Yeah. And you had a big sprint this weekend. Like let's share with the with our yes. family here, like you had a big weekend, how many words and where, what's your status of your manuscript? So to give you a full picture, seven weeks ago, this manuscript was sitting at 9,000 words. It had been languishing at 9,000 words for probably about six months. And I just could not move it. And then I started doing these big writing sprints and yesterday or this weekend, starting at about sometime Friday afternoon, I sat down and said, I'm finishing this thing. I was at 58,000 words on Friday. And as of 9.30 this morning, I typed those two beautiful words, the end. The manuscript is at 86,000 words. And it's a rough draft, man. Yeah. It's there. It's not perfect. That's fine. But it's fine. That's what what editing is for, you know? Yeah. I can hate some of the word choices. Great. Change them, Mm -hmm. you know, but they're there. It's all put together. That's great. Mm -hmm. Thanks. I feel 
I want to say I feel great and I kind of do, but I also really want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally had seven hours of sleep since I got up on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there is the sacrifice. Yes. Of it's not always pretty. It's not, not always fun, but once you find what works for you, once you've thrown out, thrown out the rule book, just doing that, putting in the hard work to make yeah. it happen is what's important. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this idea of throwing out the real rule book. Um, I've seen it in Ben, your husband as well. Yeah. And I know it's easy for us. Well, it is easier for easy for us to talk about him on the show because he's your husband. And I think there's a lot of things to learn from the way that he does things. And if you know, Ben, I mean, he's got books all over the map with genre. Like mm-hmm. it's, it is, it's all over the place. And yet he's written, he's got like what, 10, 12. So he's got four books. sword and sorcery fantasy, three, all in a series, three, uh, science fiction books, also a series, three young adult. He's got a Western. Mm-hmm. He's got one published nonfiction, I think. Yeah. And then the second nonfiction is getting published uh-huh. in October. He's got a children's book. Yeah. Like, yeah. All over. Mm-hmm. All over. Was, and he's working on like this comical, um, like Santa series, like mm-hmm. Santa has to save Christmas from father time. Like, yeah. All Whoa. the conventional advice has always been like, pick your genre, <laughs> stay in it till you yeah. master it. And Ben yeah. was basically like, no, yeah, I'm not going to do that. You didn't so, do it. And it's like that, that advice, pick your genre, stay in it. That is good advice. But if you find yourself just, you cannot, it's just not working for you to stay mm-hmm. in your lane pick a lane. Then the, just like Ben, he threw out the rule book. He's like, well, I'm going to make my own way. And he's making money doing these events and traveling and hand yeah. selling his books. Mm-hmm. And it's working for him for what he needs right now. Right. I know eventually he wants to get to the point where he's like a household name, quote unquote, in a certain genre. Don't that's we just, all? Exactly. And that's just, but that's just not, he's not going to be able to get there when he's continuing to do all of these different things, but he loves doing all of these different things. So why give up something you love just to chase after something that people tell you will work, you know, 50% of the time or what? Exactly. So, well, and especially like throwing out the rule book, as far as sticking to one genre, it's great for these live events because there's such a variety at the table. Yeah. It's just like something for everyone. Exactly. As opposed to other writers that we see. And it's very clear, like it's all in the exact same genre. It's not even the same series, but it's the same, you know? Um, But it's great because when people come to the table and they're like, Oh, tell me about these books. And you can say, oh, well, what do you like to read? And they'll tell you your genre. I mean, most of the time we've got something on the table that falls into their genre one way or another of what they enjoy. You know, occasionally we'll get like, I love cozy mysteries. Oh, okay. Can't really help you. You want to read a Western? I love that. Right. Yeah. So that's a great example. And I was thinking about uh, for myself too, like, have there been times when I've thrown out the rule book just from a business perspective? And I would say, yes. I mean, the traditional path to being an agent is you live in New York city 
And if, if, even if you don't live there, you spend as much time as you can hobnobbing and making relationships and, you know, nose to the grind in specific genres. And I couldn't do that. I live in Indiana. I wasn't going to move to New York. I wasn't going to move to one of the publishing hubs. And so I'm like, well, how do I make it work from Indiana? You know, and I did some travel, but I, I, you know, I couldn't do travel. I couldn't travel a lot because many times I had a full-time job or I had kids I had to take care of. And so I had to make my own way through establishing my presence online through a, a blog I wrote for many years. And then also through the events that I did. Um, and I am the kind of agent who will go after the clients I want. And that is not always very common either. Like if, right. if I see someone like, I want to work with that athlete, or I want to work with that personality, I will go after them and try to get them to work with me. So you see that some in agenting, but not, not often. And right. so that's how I, in my career have thrown out the rule book, because if you, you just, just do what everyone tells you what to do, it does just like, sometimes you can't always do whatever you want exactly. to do. Exactly. And you've had really awesome success with some of those, like, you know what? I want them to have a book. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> like just as, just as a fan of what they do professionally and like, you know, yeah. somebody's got to do it. Somebody's yeah. got to be their agent. Why not me? Exactly. You know? Like, uh, you know, that level of confidence, I think comes a long way and being honest with people about if I've never worked in a certain genre, but I want to give it a try anyway. And I think they'd be great. You know, I'm honest about all that stuff. I'm not trying to pull one over on anyone. Right. Um, but it has worked out and I've been surprised at how easy it has been to at least get some, contact with the people that I want to get contact with and some kind of response from them. And then every once in a while they're on board, we're doing business together and it's just so fun. It's so fun. I think it's just important to recognize, you know, no matter what aspect of your writing life that it is, that's not working. Conventional wisdom is great and it's there for a reason, but if it doesn't serve you, that's not going to change tomorrow. You're not going to wake up one day and suddenly be a different kind of person and a broken, you know, a broken system. Just if if it's not working, it's not Mm -hmm. working. So quit it. Don't do that. Yeah. Change it up. Yep. Find what works for you. And if you don't know what works for you, if you don't know what works for you, try something crazy. Try saying, I'm going to sit down for 12, 14 hours. See how many words I can get. Mm -hmm. Can I do 15,000? Can I do 10? Maybe not. Maybe you do six, maybe you do eight. It's probably a better day than you usually have anyway, you know? Yep. If you're not hearing back from agents or editors, maybe it's that, maybe it's time to go to a conference. Maybe it's time to start to interact with them on Twitter. Maybe it's time to try a different path, do something that isn't always the typical advice. Uh, but you never know what might happen. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode.